I'm happy to have Sarah Jaffe on the line with me right now, who will be playing tonight at Local 506 alongside David Bazan and Centromatic. What sparked the tour with David Bazan? I know Centromatic is from Texas, so you have some Texas boys there, but have you worked with him previously? or? Yeah, yeah we just, um, he's a good friend. Like, he has a strong tie to, to Denton, Denton, Texas, especially. And, um, um, you know, some of the other guys, you know, like in Centromatic and, and Robert Gomez, who plays this with me here closer to him and have known him longer. I met him in Seattle last year, and I know he lives in, in Seattle now, but, um, you know, I've only recently just started talking to him, and I, I don't know him too well, but I think he's a fabulous musician, and I've been a fan for a while, but um, it's just this show that he's that he's playing with us, and I couldn't be more ecstatic about it. I'm really excited. Very nice. So there's no others in the, the tour where he will be joining you? No, no. I wish, but no. Well, maybe something in the future. I hope so. I'd love that. Kirtland just re-released Everborn Again, and uh, it was originally released in 2008. So what sparked this? Was it a really a matter of letting others know of work made before Suburban Nature? Um, yeah, it was just, even Born Again was just a matter of making it a national release. You know, when it was originally released in 2008, um, it was only, you know, for the most part on a regional level and just available on iTunes. So Kirtland's only mission with that was just to, to release it on a national level, and um, the only difference is, is that we decided a um, a remix on it as well that my friends out of the UK did for Two Intangibles Can't Be Had. It's a it's a remix that Working for a Nuclear Free City did. And what what song was that again? Um, it's Two Intangibles Can't Be Had. Right. Well, you're from Texas, if I'm not mistaken. The label's based in Texas, so Texas is a a big sound or makes a big impact on the sound. And, just talking about the label, were there any other labels that started asking you to reconsider your position with Kirtland following the success of Suburban Nature? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, you know, when I, talk, when I was talking with Kirtland, um, they were pretty much the one and only record, that I, record label that I wanted to talk to, and that, for the main reason, was um, the label manager, Tammy Thompson. I just adored her, and um, really admired her worth ec- work ethic and um, her as a person, and uh, I just had a really good feeling with us. I just wanted to go direct with that and knew immediately it was a pretty, pretty direct um, correlation, and, and that happened very quickly. So. Easy pick. Yeah. So let's talk uh, a little bit more about the music itself. Now, the, the songs are just gorgeous, and they have these really dark undertones, and they're powerful and emotional. Um, where do you kind of channel this spirit? Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, for the most part on an everyday level, I'm operate on a very logical, you know, level. I, you know, I, I, I think this is, I think songwriting is where that balance comes in and where I kind of find relief. I, I, I couldn't tell you where it comes from. I'm glad that it does, but I couldn't tell you where it comes from. I, it's just a matter of, uh, where I get, I think emotional relief is where is physical. So um, it's just about you know, you know, it's it's always in retrospect that, that I'm writing and, and looking back and from an aerial view that I'm looking at at a situation. So, but I don't know exactly in me where that where that comes from. And you've had some releases, um, you know, come from writings when you were a lot younger. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
which I find really strange, you know, even singing live still for <laughs> for a number of years. Um, there's a song called Vulnerable and um, Summer Begs, and there's a couple others, but um, those two in particular are about seven years old. Um, I wrote those while I was still in high school, so... Um, and, I, and even stranger playing this live, you know, I have no idea, you know, what was going on at the time, but, um, you know, I remember playing those at some of my first shows after graduating high school, and, and um, yeah, just, you know, they, I, I can get detached from those songs from time to time, but um, it, it's songs like those, the older ones, that are just kind of constantly evolving for me and that take on new life from time to time. It's just, I think it's because they've been around for me for so long. Well, what started this whole adventure into to songwriting and performing, for that matter? I grew up in a family that was just really... Um, my mom, in particular, just had a deep adoration for music. And, um, you know, I grew up, you know, in the South. I grew up, you know, going to church. And my mom was always singing in uh, church choir. And she had me singing in church choir. You know, I had to get involved with that. And um, But before even that, you know, I, I really enjoyed singing, and I was just very um, sensitive to sound, and just started asking for musical instruments. You know, when I was three, I started asking for guitars, and drums, and, and you know, my parents, from the beginning, supported that, and, uh, and uh, my mom bought me my first guitar when I was nine, and I just started playing, and that was the one instrument, instrument that really clicked. You know, I kind of went through piano lessons, which I now wish that I would have stuck with, um, you know, a bunch of different instruments, and the guitar, just, I loved it, and, and uh, once I started, you know, playing the guitar, I started writing songs, and um, just, I, I've always known, like, there hasn't been anything else for me, like, I've, I've always known that I wanted to pursue music in some form or fashion, and, you know, when I was graduating high school, I knew that a music career was something that I wanted to pursue, and so there's never been a plan B, but um, I've always loved it. I, I just in love with writing and performing, all of those things. Well, if it works, then uh, then why not? I've yeah, <laughs> well, so there are some days where I think it's not working, but um, I've been really, really fortunate. That's that's for sure. So you have an EP coming out later this year, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's called "The Way Sound Leaves the Room." Is there a date for the release of that? Well, um, I have a tentative area of when it's going to be released. We're still waiting on the artwork to be finished, um, but it's looking like the first week of September. And uh, where did the tracks from this album come from? Is it previous work that just wasn't released? Maybe some hints at future releases, potentially? Um, no, it's actually it's, it's, it's all new material. Um, five of the tracks are songs that um, I recorded at my house in Denton, Texas. I, I bought a drum set and a bass after I got a tour last summer, and um, just it was it was started out as, as an endeavor to uh, kind of get out of a creative ditch to try to learn some different instruments, and in that process, I ended up writing this group of songs and, and playing every instrument, so it was kind of like a challenge to myself that, that ended up being, you know, this group of songs, so I was really, really happy, so happy that one in a lo-fi manner, and, you know, kind of attention that, um, you know, have every intention of re-recording them in a, in a, on a full length in a studio, but just to kind of get them out there. And then there are a few covers as well. So, And then we're releasing it with um, a DVD that John Collins, uh, 
same fella who directed the video for Clementine. He filmed um, this gorgeous, gorgeous um, theater called the Wiley Theater in Dallas, Texas. He filmed that set, and uh, as long as, uh, as well as some tour footage as well. So it's like a 40-minute DVD release that's going to be released with this DVD. So, so how would you uh, rate yourself as a drummer and a bassist now? <laughs> Uh, I think the term would be one-trick pony. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but uh, I'm getting there. You know, it was really amazing music. And, you know, everything's by ear. So, um, you know, music theory world kind of goes straight over my head. So it's, it's all by ear. But I, I think I prefer it still being, But it's been a learning process for sure, but a lot of fun. So how did how did that process change? Uh, or how was it different from, you know, a previous recording process where you're doing everything, basically, and, and you're doing multi, multiple instruments? Right. It was, well, I mean, it was a lot of fun, mainly because I think if I would have been in front of people, there would have been maybe a lot of shame involved, but um, it was just kind of this instant gratification because it was just me in my room at my house and Denton just doing whatever I wanted, messing up whenever I wanted you know, redoing tracks and then instantly being able to hear it and instantly knowing what I wanted to do, um, how I wanted it to sound. So it was just, you know, it was kind of, you know, coming from a naive perspective of not really knowing the instrument well, but but also it, it was like, a, you know, I kind of felt childlike with it. It was just like this newness all of a sudden. And that solely came from just playing a different instrument that I hadn't been playing for years. So it was... So much fun. I loved it. And what do you think the chances are that some of these releases may get re-recorded in the studio and put out on a proper full length in the future? Oh, I would say about three-fourths of, uh, of the CD will be, will be um, re-recorded in the studio. Absolutely. And are there any ideas? Do you have other material that you're still constantly working on for a future full length? Yeah, I'm in the process of finishing writing right now, you know, after these tours and after the release of um, this next EP. Um, I'm going to hop right back in the studio and, and, and finish a full length so we can have something out by next fall. Very nice. So by, this, what, 2012, maybe? Or, 2012. Or, all right. Yeah. Keeping it short and sweet, I guess. That's, that'll be about it. But, uh, oh, no, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, once again, Sarah Jaffe performing at Local 506 with David Bazan and Centromatic.